0: Good afternoon my beloved brothers and sisters here in these surrounding areas may the Lord bless you and it brings me great joy to be here with you after being absent so many years but always having you in my heart always in my prayers. In my prayers, always is the church from Alaska to the other ends of the earth. Throughout Europe and all the continents, always in my thoughts and in my prayer, everywhere where there is the church, asking the Lord for every congregation, I say to the Lord that in any country, there may be a congregation of maybe 10 persons. And I ask the Lord to bless those ten that gather in that country in such a distant place. And that the Lord, with his eyes of mercy, he has looked of all the hearts. He looks of a heart that loves him. He looks at the heart that is willing for him. This is what he sees, the heart The Lord, when he sent Samuel to look for the king of Israel, to choose whom would be the king of Israel, the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at the physical appearance. Do not look upon this, because what I see is the heart. Glory be to our Lord. May the Lord, for he has been looking at our hearts. He has been looking at our hearts here at the coast, and he it brings me great joy to see you. I know that all of you are not here. I know many persons are absent because of the distance for this and many other reasons. But wherever you are, the Lord is looking upon you, blessing you, because there are hearts that are following our Lord. And today, let us praise our Lord, let us honor our Lord, and let us continue analyzing the Psalms, which are the spiritual songs during this time frame of the people of Israel when King David was whom governed Israel. And since this time, there are these marvelous songs that the Lord himself inspired to those that sung and he left it for us so that we can continue reading it or placing melody songs singing to the Lord according to how our talents might be those that don't have the talent of singing or interpreting music or a musical instrument you can sing with your voices that is a talent To read the psalm as well But these marvelous psalms Have a profound message So you may be seated Brothers and sisters And let us open our Bibles In Psalm 55 And Let us honor our Lord And let us remember The experiences Of our Lord Jesus Christ The Psalms as well are experiences of our Lord Jesus Christ. What he lived, what he suffered, what he rejoiced and enjoyed. When he was on the earth preaching his word, he was persecuted by the enemy. And the Lord always guarded him. The Father, our Heavenly Lord, was always attentive of him to keep and to help him move forward. But as well, the Lord Jesus in the Psalms, besides speaking of his life, he as well prays and represents the people, the town. He speaks to the heavenly father for us. He's the mediator. We do not have the capacity of speaking to the Lord, of expressing our thoughts, of convincing the Lord, of showing the Lord that we love Him or that we suffer or that we need of His help in any specific moment. We perhaps do not have the words to express this before the Father. And our Lord Jesus Christ does do this in the Psalms speaking for us. He is our attorney. He is our mediator. And he many times speaks to the Father for his church, for his believers. He represents the people so that the Lord will always have mercy upon us as human beings, so that the Lord will never abandon us or leave us. All of this for the love of Jesus Christ, all that he did, all that he suffered on the cross for us, for His church. This is why we are not going to disappoint the Lord, just as He has called us and He allows us to know this His beautiful ways. We know the works of God. We know His Word, His power. And now that He has allowed for us to have this great opportunity that not everyone has, we are going to compensate and give the Lord the greatest possibility of what is within us, for he deserves, the Lord deserves. And this is how we reading in Psalm 55, apparently the Lord Jesus was speaking to the father, sharing that he had a great enemy and that this enemy was doing great harm against him. But we, if we compare that life with ours, today as well, we realize that we have an enemy that that enemy always, every day of our life, is against us in one way or another. Trying to make our life impossible and placing traps along the way, obstacles. But thanks be to our Lord, He as well will be at our side helping us to continue. And for us to be able to be strong in all of these persecutions of the enemy against us. Psalm 55. The Lord says to the Father, give ear to my prayer, O God. And says, and do not hide yourself from my supplication. How beautiful the way how he initiates the prayer. Says to hear and for the Lord not to hide from our supplication. How beautiful because we as well here, we learn to pray. And we as well should imitate, imitate this way of praying. And when we imitate the Lord in our prayer, the Lord will hear us greatly. Attend to me, it says in verse 2. He says to the Lord, attend to me and hear me. I am restless in my complaint and moan noisily because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they bring down trouble upon me and in wrath they hate me. The Lord speaking surely when he was here in persecution, those persons and the enemy using all of those who persecuted those friends of the Lord Jesus Christ or his brothers because his territory, the Jews themselves, and they were enemies of the Lord and persecuted the Lord by this main enemy called the devil. And it says in verse four, my heart is severely pained within me and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. The Lord Jesus said this in his prayer, but I don't think that the Lord Jesus has felt this fear, <clears throat> such strongness in this strength. He said this for us because we, in some moment of our life, we do feel or go through terrible, terrible moments, moments of terror, of pain. And we need someone to help us, to support us, to aid us. We do need the Lord Jesus. He did not need this, but he knew that we as human beings would. And this is why he would call to the father as if saying to him, just as I am suffering as a human being in this moment, you will hear the prayers of those whom will be before you, calling to you, and you will hear them, and you will answer them. And as well, the Lord Jesus, surely, in this prayer, he writes saying, those who read and learn of this psalm, Will learn to pray and will learn to express themselves and how to present before the Lord. So many things that the Lord Jesus did and does in his writings and in his manifestation to teach us. The Lord teaches us in one way or another. In different manners, he teaches us, teaches us with dreams, with visions, with prophecy, revelations, teaches us with the miracles that he does, with all of the marvels, with the testimonies of the people, the experiences, the experiences of each one, of each human being, good things, bad things, all of this to us, the Lord is teaching the way in which we learn, know, how to be, who to find, and in which way we speak or pray to the Lord so that he can help us. What words are we going to express ourselves before him? All of these are tools that the Lord gives us so that we can present ourselves before him. So therefore, in many manners and ways, in verse 5, fearless and trembling have come upon me and horror has overwhelmed me. This is to us whom all the fear has come. We are the ones who have lived many things, many bad days. Sadness, when we need of God, we have needed of Him. But the Lord as well was attentive to us because He is the divine mediator, our Lord Jesus Christ. He did His task. He already did the work. He did the work so that we can today be free, joyful, happy, and present ourselves before the Lord. And he can hear us because there was someone who was there for us, spoke for us, directed himself to us. So we are here because the Lord Jesus was the first who came to the earth, acted as a man, and then presented before the Lord, was there, and had success Or won the battle, you could say, won against the enemy. And all the Lord said, so that my children, those that from now on are to believe in my name, those that are going to follow my true gospel, so that they could have this triumph and these victories, these blessings, so that they can reach all of this on behalf of my Father, so that they can have it. I do so. I did it first. And this is how I made a commitment to the Father so that he can bless you all. This is what the Lord left us. And so we have to be grateful to our Lord. Grateful because he left us a great inheritance. He left us this freedom for us to be able to live with the Lord, to walk with the Lord. And as well so that he can hear us, so that for us to be heard by the Lord. In the antiquity, man did not have communication with the Lord. Simply, it was the prophets. But now in the gospel, in this marvelous work that the Lord did, and these psalms that say everything because they are the experiences of the Lord, here we have the proof that the Lord gave us a free will to be able to be before the Lord so that he can hear us. He opened the ways so that he can bless us and give us. And we can say, I trust in the Lord and I'm going to pray. And I know that God is going to hear me and the Lord is going to answer because that was his promise that he left, because that was the task that Jesus Christ did. And that was the commitment of Jesus Christ with the heavenly father. That the father would be hearing the believers, his followers, his children, and that he would bless them. Glory be to the Lord. And we thank the Lord for these things. And let us continue speaking of the enemy that the Lord says here that he would have verse six. So I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Indeed, I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness saying that if he had wings, he would flee from that enemy that would present itself. And then it continues, I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. This windy storm was the evil, that persecution from the enemy that was coming against him. In 9, he says, Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues. Destroy who? The wicked, the enemies of God. Those enemies that is well during that time the Lord Jesus had. He had enemies because he knew that the believers would have enemies. He was persecuted by the devil because the Lord Jesus knew that his believers, his followers, would be persecuted by the devil. This is why the Lord lived all these experiences and had victory. You as well. To you as well, the same will happen. The same will occur. You will be persecuted. The enemy will do many harm against you. But do not worry. You will have the triumph. The Lord, the Father, will help you and will bless you and will help you move forward. (laughs) So you were not alone. This was the promise of our Lord. Here in verse 10, day and night they go around it on its walls Speaking of the city, iniquity and trouble are also in their midst. I have seen violence, verse 9. Day and night they go around it on its walls. Iniquity and trouble are also in the midst of it. Destruction is in its midst. Here, referring to the city of Jerusalem. Oppression and deceit do not depart from its streets. Here, speaking of the problems and the things that they were doing in the city, the sin and the wickedness, describing all that was happening in that city of Jerusalem, a city that was a symbolism of the church of the Lord for the future. And in verse 12, something regarding an enemy that we have read many times and that we know the story. Verse 12, if you could please read, if you have the Bible, read verse 12. For
1: it is not an enemy who reproaches me, then I could bear it. Nor is it one who hates me, who has exalted himself against me, then I could
0: hide from him. Here the Lord begins to list the enemy. The Lord says that he observed that in the city many, much wickedness was being committed, Many obstacles. The sin was flourishing, and he says, "For it is not an enemy who reproaches me that I could not bear it. If it was a human being, an enemy, I would be able to bear it. Nor is it he who hates me who, a human being, who has exalted himself against me. I could have hid from him." The Lord continues, "So who is it that confronted the Lord?" But it was you, a man, my equal, my companion, and my acquaintance. And this here, we imagine who it was about, because the Lord Jesus was speaking of someone who was persecuting him and who was going to harm him. And he says, if it would have been a human being, someone who would have confronted him, he could have been able to bear it. But it says, it is you, my friend, it says, my companion. Do you remember, brothers and sisters, that the Lord Jesus listed 12 apostles? He called 12 apostles, but one of them deceived the Lord. But this he that deceived the Lord, truly, it was not the man that deceived him, but it was the devil, whom entered and possessed this man so that he would become the enemy of Jesus Christ and for he to deceive him and of he is whom it refers to when he says, but you who seems to be my companion and my acquaintance. Read 14.
1: We took sweet counsel together and walked to the house of God in the throng.
0: So he's the Lord says that it hurt him. That it would have been one of his disciples. That if he would have confronted any other person, the anyone in the common people, any man of the people, anyone, that it would have come to deceive the Lord. For he, it would have not been so painful. But when he saw that it was the apostle, this Judas Ascarot It is of he who it speaks of, this Judas. It hurt the Lord greatly. That it being Judas, his apostle, his friend, whom he trusted, because he had these 12 men whom he trusted, all together they shared all the secrets. They lived together. And they even walked in friendship in the house of the Lord. So it hurt him. It hurt him, the deceit of that man. And this all occurred, why? Because to us as well, one day, this may have happened, or to others it may happen later. That someone very close to us will deceive us. But it's not for you to be amazed, because you will say, this is normal in life. That it can happen to us, that someone will come, our friend, our companion, and they come and deceive us. That is normal so that we will not be amazed. We will not be so anguished. All that the Lord lived, it is this as well will occur. It has occurred many times and that we will continue to be the same, be steadfast and walk forward, believing in the Lord, trusting in him and loving the Lord. And without being shocked of those things that happen in our life, whomever it may happen that it not be strange, that a person whom we trust the most or the closest friendship, we will see the deceit. It is normal. The Lord lived these things. And he said, my children as well, the same thing will occur. And that this not be a reason that we feel weak or that we turn back or that we stop believing in the Lord, that we not feel disappointed because of these things that may happen in our life, but that we be steadfast and realistic. We have to be realistic. And each one of us in our own heart Examine ourselves, how we are, how are we walking before the Lord every day. This is what is important, that we be strong and that we give example to all of those who surround us. That we give good testimony and that we continue forward and that we not be anguished because the Lord will be with us. So the Lord suffered all these things. We as well will have to suffer. But the Lord Will always be close to us. As it says in another psalm, that the Lord is our shadow. He is at our right hand side. When our heart is righteous before the Lord, when we are sincere in life with the Lord, with man, with our neighbor, with a friend, we are sincere. The Lord will be our shadow. He will be at our right hand side. Blessed be to the Lord. And we thank the Lord for these promises and these blessings. And here in verse 15, the Lord was, is preferring a, a wrong, a wickedness for all those who come against the Lord. All this, the death will seize them and they will let, the, uh, go, let them go down alive in hell for wickedness is in their dwellings. As for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. Seventeen.
1: Evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry out loud. He shall hear my voice.
0: Here expressing that he during the morning is always meditating and thinking upon the Lord. Just as we as well, we have to always, all day, analyze upon our Lord. If we go anywhere around the world whether at work or at school, always our thoughts. The Lord first. Analyze upon the Lord. Living our life observing, but not to imitate the evil things, but to follow the good examples and the good works of others or to admire those that do good works. And the rest simply observe, analyze, And to learn to live and to say, I like what these men and women do. Or to say, it does not please me what these men and women are doing in their life. Because they are not honest. They are not sincere. They are not completely honest. I do not want to be like them. I want to be a man or a woman that is righteous and perfect before the Lord. We as believers in Christ, we as children of God. Always we have to be meditating upon our daily life and always we will learn, learn about, learn of the people, the life examples. The, it is our school where we see good things and bad things. Let us learn what is good. Let us choose what is good. Let us admire those that do what is right. Those that do things in a correct manner. And let us flee and avoid to displease and to do things that are wrong, that harm others, that will harm myself, my own life, my emotional stability, and that of others. (laughs) Let's avoid all this because the Lord is always looking upon us. So let us never forget to meditate upon the Lord. We are not going to say that we have to pray morning, afternoon, at night, At a certain hour, at a specific hour, no, because that would be too mechanical. But every day of our life, take five minutes to pray to the Lord and to give thanks to the Lord for our life, for the day that passed, the day that is to come and meditate upon the Lord always. And the life that we have, where we are outside our house, meditate upon the Lord Here it teaches us that we have to meditate upon the Lord so that in this way, we will not have traps, obstacles, temptations of doing or thinking and things that displease our Lord. And here the Lord is giving the teaching and the example. Verse 18, the Lord, he has redeemed my soul in peace. The Lord redeemed my soul in peace from the battle that was against me. For there were many against me. God will hear and afflict them. He who abides from of old, because they do not change. Therefore, they do not fear God. 20. Hear of the enemy, the iniquity, the devil. He has put forth his hands against those who were at peace with him. He has broken his covenant. That with the sin, he broke the covenant because he did not want to obey or submit to the will of God. There, speaking of the devil... That he violated this covenant Because the Lord made it and created it in his first place And this person broke the word of the Lord And this is why the Lord cast him out So this enemy is the enemy of man, of God Persecutes our Lord Jesus Christ When he was here on the earth preaching the gospel And then later Persecutes us But we Do not feel so much the persecution of the enemy because the Lord is there to comfort us. The Lord is always there counseling us. Always. Every time that any one of us has a problem, a tribulation, an anguish, a danger, an accident, or we lose something, something sad or bitterness in our life, we say, I am going to the church. I'm going to go ask for prophecy for the Lord to speak to me, for the Lord to speak to me and to comfort me because that is our comfort. And this, because we have the Lord, because we have this Lord that is powerful that the Lord Jesus left us in these Psalms and these prayers. He left us our Lord Christ, the guidance to present ourselves to, before the Lord, how to speak to Him, with what words, what to say to our Lord. So therefore, we have this marvelous Lord that Jesus Christ taught us. And thanks to Him, we today are enjoying the presence of a being that is supernatural, a being that is powerful. For many persons who say that they do not believe in the Lord But we here believe because we feel him. We believe in him because we have seen his miracles and his signs. We have seen all the miracles that the Lord has done. The way in which he has protected. How he has guarded us from dangers. We have heard the testimonies of the people. And this is why we know that the Lord lives. That he exists. That the Lord is not a myth. He's not a legend. And we Are here experimenting a powerful God. So brothers and sisters. We should each day. Be more attentive. To the word of God. The way in which. How to respect and value our Lord. Value the word of the Lord. Value that. The Lord has done so many promises for us. He is supporting us. That. Without the support of the Lord, we would not be here and that he deserves the glory, the honor and the praise. (laughs) So therefore, I invite you to continue reading the Psalms and here in the Psalms, you will learn to pray. You learn to glorify the Lord. You learn to present yourselves before the Lord. If you do not have words, like there are those that say, I don't know how to pray. The words don't flow. I don't know what to speak. Read the Psalms. In a Psalm, we can find many subjects of many situations, but we find the words of worship to the Lord in the words of praise. How to pray and glorify him. So to all of you, I invite to follow in reading this, the Psalms. Hopefully we could even memorize some of them and keep them in our heart. So that we can always repeat these words to our Lord. Because there are so many beautiful words that are here written. That we could repeat them to our God. Spoken by the Lord Jesus Christ through the mouth of King David. Or the songs of Israel. But there are words that we say, and the Lord is there attentive to hear us. The Lord is not going to be angry and say, oh, they are learning those writings that he left. These writings that the Lord has allowed to be here in the Bible. And that many have been enemies of wanting to disappear this book. But that will never happen. (laughs) Because this is the word of God, and the Lord always will continue forevermore through all the generations teaching and manifesting to hearts that are willing, to hearts that are ready to receive the things of the Lord. So, my beloved brothers and sisters here from the coast. I love you in the Lord. I remember you always. I congratulate you. Because yesterday I was gathered with the preachers, all the preachers. And I know that the words of each preacher was your heart. Because each preacher spoke for you. Of what you live and feel. So therefore, thank you. And let us now sing to the Lord a chorus to initiate with our questions. To initiate the questions, the questions you may have brought prepared. Let us continue honoring the Lord with our questions. And let us sing a chorus. Chorus 136. Let us sing chorus 136. Glory be to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. You may be seated. And now let us initiate with our questions. Let us continue. Sister
1: Maria Luisa, God bless you greatly. Receive you and all your helpers a brotherly greeting. With all our love and affection from all the churches in the Department of Córdoba. Sister, if you allow me to, I would like to ask you a question. Yes, brother. In Revelation chapters 2 and 3, we read the messages to the seven churches. Each message, we find phrases or expressions. I know your works, but I have some things against you. Sister, my question is about the things God says. For example, chapter 2, verse 4. Revelation 2. 2-4. Nevertheless, I have this against you that you have left your first love. In this same chapter, verse 9, it says, I know your works, tribulation and poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Sister, my question is, at what moment does a believer commit this? Please, could you explain?
0: Revelation chapter 2, when it says a message to the seven churches, these churches existed truly. This was not something that was fictitious. In Ephesus, it was the church in Ephesus, in Smyrna, Pergamos, and Titus. These churches existed. And Philadelphia, they were cities where the church existed. And during this time, the Lord gave these revelations to John and sent a message, a prophetic message, to each pastor of these churches. But here it does not say pastor. It says the angel of the church. The angel of the church, but it was really the pastor. That he was speaking what this pastor was living or what he was doing there. For example, of Ephesus in that city, He said that he was doing some things that were correct. And as well, he was failing before the Lord. He was not living a righteous life completely before the Lord. So here in each chapter, we see a message for these pastors where they were doing something good, but they were also displeasing the Lord. Here we say, That there was a woman who was a prophetess. She was a false prophet. And she was seducing the servants. The prophets of God to fornicate. And he would tolerate these things. He would allow for these things to be occurring. He did not prohibit this pastor. So all the message of the seven churches. Here we find seven things. That were displeasing the Lord, and as well, we find favorable points. All of this, why is it written? All this, why did the Lord do of sending these messages to the seven churches? Because the Lord saw that for the future, the persons, the others, would be living the same experiences as human beings that we are. We are like a circle where we are at one point and then we end up back at the same point. So the Lord having this into account that for the future, the persons would be living the same. He sent these messages so that it would be written so that we could learn that just as today, these things occurred and happened during that time, all of those experiences, all the good that they did and all the evil that they did, and as while the punishment the Lord would give that that would happen to us as well today. It can happen to us. And for this, we have to read and we have to learn and the good to retake it, to do it, to put it into practice. But what is bad to reject it and to be careful for our spiritual life. So this is why the Lord says that he that overcomes he that overcomes and protects my works until the end of time, I will give authority over the nations and with a rod, he will protect as he himself would receive. Those are words of our Lord Jesus that he was revealing, revealing to John and he that overcomes, I will give the star. He that has an ear, let him hear. Those are the blessings of the Lord. The, the blessings for he that's obedient. But this would occur in the reality. Today, this can happen as well. Every time we read these things, these narrations, this story, which is a story of revelation that the Lord gave to John, we have to learn. Learn to obey the Lord. Learn to obey that we have to do We have to pay attention to the word of the Lord. It is this. So these are the examples that we always have to always read and learn. This is why the persons, there are those that say, why do they read the Bible? There are even many churches, many religions, evangelical churches and other religions that no longer read the Bible. They say the Bible is a book that is obsolete, that's no longer needed. And they create and make up, and they begin to speak, and they talk of sociology and psychology and psychiatrics, and they speak of social reactions and all these types of things, but they never read the Bible and they say, Why read the Bible? And that happened to those persons. Yes, it did happen to those persons. But since the Lord is the same of yesterday, today, and forevermore, The Lord does not change the same Lord that was of yesterday is the one of today. And that same Lord is tomorrow as well. So of course, these same things we are going to live or is going to occur something similar. And the day that it occurs, we do not know how to resolve these problems. We do not know what to do, what's going to occur. So yes, we know what to do because we have to read the Bible and it teaches us what we have to do. So it is necessary. It is indispensable to read the Bible. The Bible cannot be without being read because we retake for today's time because the Lord has not passed. The Lord is the same. So the prayers that... Someone did hear a specific person and the Lord heard that prayer and I learn and I as well today with my problem or with my difficulty, I pray to the Lord and he hears me because here the Lord heard this specific character. The Lord will hear me because the Lord does not change. He is the same. Let us never forget that the Lord is the same of yesterday, today and forevermore. So we have to read the Bible. We have to continue reading because these are examples for our daily life. Let us continue. Another question.
1: Good afternoon, Sister Mary Louisa. We're so excited that you're sharing these moments with us. Today, there's a small group in the church of Par, Sister Mary Louisa, I would like to thank you for this great family you have given me. And before I ask my question, I have to tell you, beloved Sister Mary Louisa, that since 11 years, brothers and sisters from Caesar and I are waiting for you. We earnestly desire to have you with us over there in Valledupar. We are sheep of this fold, nourished and sustained with their rich teachings. We are we are graced by your wisdom, knowledge and intelligence, sheltered with your prayers. But we miss you, sister. We miss your love. there, sharing with us. Sister Mary Louisa. In the Bible study of chapter 11 of the Gospel according to Matthew, you taught us verse by verse. And in verse 12, you said you taught us about being courageous. And it says, "From The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. You explained to us about being courageous. And so, sister, analyzing uh, being courageous, in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse number 12,
0: Ephesians six.
1: Yes, ma'am. Ephesians six, v- verse twelve. It said uh, the apostle Paul said that our, we don't re- we wrestle against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness. And so the apostle said, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, stand. And then verse number 14 through 17, the apostle said, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on a breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And so, Sister Maria Luisa, my question is, as related to being courageous, what does it mean to, where it says, girded your waist with the truth, having put on a breastplate of righteousness, taking the shield of faith which faith the faith of the gospel or the faith of believing believing trusting and taking action and then it said the helmet of salvation and how can we understand the helmet of salvation thank you very much sister may god bless you
0: ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 that reads the apostle paul finally my brethren be strong in the lord put on 11 put on the whole armor of god that we have to have we have to have the whole armor on why is it that we need to have the whole armor to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil because the attack of the devil is strong is always 12 for we do not wrestle meaning we as human beings We do not struggle against other human beings because we're not struggling against flesh and blood, meaning we're not struggling against other human beings. But we, as human beings, what we are struggling against is principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, meaning... That we as human beings, the struggle that we have, the fight that we have, is against those demons and spirits. Let us remember the story of the creation of the devil. That this we read in the book of Ezekiel, the prophet, in chapter 28, is where the devil was created. That is the story. And the devil was casted out by his. With his millions of spirits, with his armies, the Lord casted him out to the earth with his millions of spirits. This is the army enemy that we have. Our enemy is this army, the devil and all of his army. That is our enemy. And this is why we do not struggle against another human being. If in a family, in a household, or within a couple, he is very violent, let us say. And he, let us say, he is aggressive physically with his wife. And every day he comes home, let's say, drunk. And he is strong, and let us say, he abuses her. Let us say, he hits her. He mistreats her. He is aggressive physically. Let us say, he hits her, abuses her. She is not fighting against a human being in that moment, but with a bunch of evil spirits that possess her husband. They possess him, and this is why he behaves in this manner with her. But if this woman is a child of God, or this woman is knowledgeable of the scripture, or comes to church, or knows God, she knows that praying to the Lord, she can resolve that problem. And that praying to the Lord, the Lord rebukes those spirits, those evil spirits of her husband and is not going to allow that he mistreats her and he will change. This is what the Lord does because she is not struggling against a human being, but something that he himself doesn't even realize that possess him. This speaking of this as an example of this situation Now let us speak of families. Let us speak of something in between people. When people start to, let's say, shoot. Let's say you have a gun and you're shooting. You don't even know why. Or when someone and you're in a truck and let's say you start running people over. Who did this? The demons that possess that person with that man or with that youngster, whoever it might be. Those spirits enter and possess that person and entice him or her to do these evil acts. When someone is a victim of lies or insults, whom is the one that is insulting you? It is a man or a woman who is being possessed by evil spirits and they are being enticed by this person to come against you, to speak bad against you, to lie of you. This is what the apostle here is explaining. That we are not struggling against another human being, but principalities that we do not see. But we do see the reaction because those spirits enter, possess this man and woman, possess the children, possess persons of any age to do the evil act. And this is why we that are knowing of the Lord and we... Are knowing and understanding that we are not struggling with a person, but the devil who is there with this person. So I know how to act, how to speak, how to rebuke, how to teach, how to correct. Pray to the Lord and say, Lord, look what the devil has done. This devil has come against me. This person help me. So it continues here. We do not have the wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities in verse 12. Those spiritual acts, this, these spiritual hosts of wickedness, all of these things, all of these things that govern the spiritual reign, the spiritual hosts, they come and enter into human beings, into a country, for example, into a nation, into a continent. They can enter and possess a governor, a king, someone, whomever it might be. And this person begins to do things that are displeasing. They can oppress the people, oppress a nation, look at the history and the antiquity of philosophies, social economy, how the devil entered and possessed many persons. And how there were so many deaths and killings, so many sacrifices of human beings. And you read the history and you see this historical acts and you are amazed. All this, who promoted, who did this? Those that governed darkness, those heavenly host of wickedness. They were the ones who were the authors of all these things because they came and entered to possess these persons they possess from he that leads to all the rest that follow from the highest rank to the lowest rank to anyone who even does not know how to read. He possesses to follow the leader. So we are here exposed with all of these enemies with all of this. And since the people do not know, this is what is curious. No one knows this. They don't understand this. They don't know who they're arguing with. They're arguing with someone who's insane, someone who's schizophrenic. We say, oh, he's schizophrenic, someone who's insane. And that's all. That's what they think. And if you look deeper, those persons are possessed by evil spirits and they're doing wickedness. But we, the children of God, we that are here knowing the Bible, who the Lord has opened our eyes and teaches us, we know what we're dealing with. We know how to pray, we know how to pray to God. This is why the Apostle Paul says to every man or woman who's Christian has to have the armor of God, to be dressed as a soldier, dressed as a soldier. and here the garment of a soldier. Verse 13, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, be standing, stand therefore. So the brother said, what does it mean to stand with the truth? Giving the understanding that we should walk in the truth of God. Know the Lord and to know where we are going, who are we, what are we, where we're going, what are we believing in? That is the truth, the word of God, the gospel of the Lord, the true path that goes to eternal life. That is the truth of which we have to have it in our being. And it says to have it girded your waist with truth. It says if you were putting a belt on like the soldiers do where they place a belt on And that means the truth, the truth of the knowledge of God. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness, what is this in a soldier? What is the breastplate? What is it that you place here in the front? It's a hard shield. This we see a garment, a uniform of a Roman soldier, you could say. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. Meaning that you take on your feet as that soldier what he carries to be able to walk when he's confronting the battle. And that we spiritually have to be dressed in this manner. And nothing less that on our feet we need to take the true gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Meaning that if you travel, that if you go to where your family is, your friends, wherever you may go, You, in one way or another, you are a witness of God. Someone's going to ask you, what are you doing? And that you're going to be able to speak. I go to church. I read the Bible. And this you do as you are walking. Because if you are there static and not go anywhere, no one is going to know you or have an opportunity to speak to anyone. And you're not going to be able to evangelize but you use your feet and you are going to be able to do things. There you have the opportunity of speaking with the people and testify that you know the word of God. This is what to shod your feet. And take the shield of faith. The shield of faith, the brother says, what is faith? The gospel of Christ? Or is it to trust in the Lord? Well, I think that the shield, the shield Is a protection. The shield protects me of many things. Because of uh, the Roman soldiers, they have this shield because if they throw stones or arrows at them, they place the shield and they protect themselves so nothing happens. The apostle says that we spiritually as well have to have a shield. And this shield is that trust in the Lord. That certainty in God, my conviction in the Lord, my conviction and my certainty and my trust in God, that is the shield. It what defends me from the enemy when the enemy comes to do harm, to hurt me or to want to do something against me, my certainty in the Lord will not allow it. Because to have certainty in God, to have trust in the Lord, what do I do? I pray. To pray. I immediately begin to pray and I say, Lord, look at what is happening. Look at what occurred. Look at what they say. Look at what they want to do. Look at this or that. And then there, that is the shield. Because I trust in the Lord. Because we have the certainty. So we pray to the Lord. And the Lord, what does he do? He helps us. So there we are dressed there we have that maturity that is invisible, placed. This shield that would never be removed from our body. Because if it is removed, then the enemy comes and surprises us. The helmet of salvation. The helmet is something you put on your head, right? Someone may say the helmet may be like, if you ride a motorcycle, you place a helmet on. And those that ride a motorcycle know this. I don't know how you may call that in any other country, a helmet, hat, but it is something that protects your head. Why? Because the head is the most vulnerable place of your body, is what protects a human being. And the head has to be protected. If you do not protect the head in any accident, you could die. But you won't die if you break your arm or your leg, but your head, you do suffer. So this is why it says the helmet, helmet, above all, to take the helmet of salvation, of what saves. So this helmet, those that have a motorcycle, if they put this helmet on and they suffer an accident, they didn't hit their head and he was saved. He saved his life. He was injured, but his life was saved spiritually. We as well. If we have this helmet of salvation on, which is the sword of the spirit, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, how is this not going to be our salvation? After we are in a grave tribulation or a serious problem, or we are suffering, we've been threatened, we're between a rock and a hard place, you could say, we don't know what to do. And in that moment, that I trust in the Lord and I call upon the Lord because the Spirit of the Lord, because He is there at my side, because He's with me, I call upon the Lord and I pray to the Lord and I say, I need to receive comfort from the Lord. and He tells me what to do because I don't have an answer. Lord, what do I do? Do I stay? Do I go? Do I go back? What do I do, Lord? And the Lord begins to speak to us and He will tell us and guide us. Don't leave. Stay there. I'm not going to allow anything to happen. I'll make you invisible. This is what God does with us. So look at the armor invisible that we have, that we should have. This is an important tool in our spiritual life. And we thank our Lord because we have this marvelous Lord. It is. We should feel proud of having this glorious Lord. Let us now rise, brothers and sisters. Let us rise and let us pray to our Lord. We're going to give Him thanks for these marvelous moments. And let us thank our Lord and pray and ask the Lord for the illnesses, incurable diseases, illnesses in our mind, in our bones, in our skin, in our blood. every type of illness that you think that you may be living, anything you might be suffering. In the moment of the prayer, speak to the Lord and tell the Lord what you feel, what you suffer, so that the Lord will have mercy and do a miracle in your life. As well, we're going to be asking of the Lord for special petitions, for needs that surely there are many needs many petitions that the people have for the desires of your heart the wants of your heart as well we're going to be asking the lord for this and in this manner we're going to be concluding our bible study today but before we're going to thank our lord as well and we're going to thank here all the brothers and sisters who were cooperating to make this event something grand. You need many persons to collaborate, a lot of logistics, and simply we came to enjoy the moment. And those whom have worked hard all week long, we thank you. And they have placed all sleepless nights to make this work. We thank the Lord and we thank you, brothers and sisters. It was a joy to see how the church has grown here in the coast. I aspire, and let us say, I desire in my heart to be able to come and be here. I am thinking that waiting for the Lord to do many miracles, many miracles In all of the persons and in all of those people in these territories. That the Lord will bless. That the Lord will deliver. And that the Lord will change the mentality of many persons. That the people learn to value the existence of God. So let us pray to our Lord and ask the Lord that here we are in his presence and that he will help us, that he will help us to please him and to change and to do the will of God, which is what he wants. So let us pray to our Lord. Blessed Lord, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word, for your promises. Thank you, Lord, for more than 20 years that here in the coast initiated your work and that all of the brothers and sisters that participated in this, you did so with great love and joy. They were willing in their heart And they live in love with you and your words, your promises, your prophecy, and all that you spoke, O Lord. Always we have lived in love of you. Always we live, Lord, depending of your promises. We are nourished with your promises, with your word. Every time that we have problems and difficulties, every time that we are sad, it is enough that we present ourselves before you and you comfort us and you comfort us and you make us marvelous promises. Sometimes we forget the promises. Sometimes we forget what you have spoken, but we take in our heart the comfort, the joy and the jubilance of having heard of you, of having heard that you are attentive of us that you, Lord, are looking upon us and hearing us, that you, Lord, are looking at all of the hearts. And today, O Lord, there are many hearts that are before your presence, that even some brothers and sisters couldn't come today, but you, O Lord, you're going to bless them all, to all you're going to give a blessing, and not only one, but many, because that has been your promise that in each Bible study you would manifest and you will give blessing to those that attend. You will give blessings as well to those who could not come. And this we know, O oh Lord, and I know that all that you promise you fulfill. I give you thanks for this, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your promise. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Eternal Lord, we are here in the world with struggles and many traps from the enemy. And we make every effort to do your will, and we struggle. Help us, O Lord, in this fight. Help us, O Lord, to win the battle always. I ask you, O Lord, for all the brothers and sisters, all the preachers here in the coastal border, all the preachers as well around the world, all those that are before a congregation, that you bless them, that you give them joy and happiness in their heart, that your Holy Spirit be with them, that it be you attending, Lord, speaking through their mouth so that they as well can work with a sincere heart and given to you so that they, Lord, can forget the material things of life and give themselves over to you working and serving with love, with joy, with fervor. Holy Father, extend your hand of power and bless, O Lord, bless them all. And as well, I ask, O Lord, that today that you extend your healing hand, healing hand above all those that may be ill. Look at all those that are in a wheelchair, O Lord, all those persons that are sick in their mind, those who cannot reason or coordinate their own ideas, speak or think for the illnesses, O Lord. Those that are still, those that suffer, and those that have their family members suffering because they have to attend them. Have mercy, O Lord. Have mercy, O Lord, and let it be you removing all curse and witchcraft and spell and all the curses from the enemy, and destroy this work from the enemy, and deliver and heal each one, my Lord. Deliver and heal, my Lord. And as well, I ask, my Lord, that you remove chains, break bondage, remove shackles, O oh Lord, chains from the enemy. Let it be you destroy the work of the enemy. Extend your hand doing miracles and signs. Give joy and happiness, O Lord, to all of those that are saddened, and remove all illness from their bodies, all pains. Let it be you healing, O Lord, each one delivering each one. Remove all doubt. Remove all fear. Remove, O Lord, the unbelief, and let it be you, Lord, receive your blessing. Let each one be free that each one be healed in the name of jesus christ of nazareth that each one be free and remove all the witchcraft and the curses all spells from the enemy be removed in the name of jesus christ let there be healing oh lord in their bodies let there be deliverance oh lord blessing oh lord break chains and shackles oh lord And remove the shackles from the enemy. Destroy the work of the enemy, O Lord. Bless, O Lord. Give joy, O Lord. Give peace, O Lord. Give deliverance and peace, O Lord. Thank you, my Father. And as well, heavenly Lord, before your presence are the petitions and the needs, the wants, O Lord, the desires of the heart. Let it be you granting every need, O Lord. Fulfill the petitions of the people, and the desires of their heart let each one enjoy a part of you a part of your holy spirit let it be you descending as well with the power of your holy spirit descend my lord and cleanse and baptize and deliver each one and baptize with the power of your holy spirit oh lord Baptize and deliver, O Lord, and send your power. Send your power spiritually. Send the spiritual gifts. Send the fire, O Lord, your heavenly fire from on high. Break the chains, O Lord. Remove the shackles. Do miracles, wonders, deliver. Do the miracles and signs, O Lord. Remove the doubt and lack of belief. Remove torment and traps. Break the chains, O Lord. Thank you, O Lord. Blessed is your name forevermore. Powerful are you, O Lord. Glory to the King of glory. Blessed are you forevermore. We worship you, O Lord. We praise you, O Lord. We glorify you. Thank you, my Father. In the glorious name of Jesus Christ, your beloved Son, take the brothers and sisters to their different destinations with safety guard them protect them oh lord guard them from evil protect them to their different places guard them from any attack of the enemy take them to their households to their different dwellings take them with blessings their blessings go with them O lord their blessings of prosperity because you will give many blessings to each one great victories the Lord shall give. Great victories the Lord shall give to his people. Great victories materially and spiritually shall soon be received and much healing as well. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, O Lord. We thank you in the glorious name of Jesus Christ, your beloved Son. Amen. Glory to the Lord. Chorus twelve joy of the Lord is the strength of my life.
2: The joy of the Lord is the strength of my life. The joy of the Lord is the strength of my life. And he gives me overwhelming and pure joy. If you are filled with rapture, let your songs abound. If you are filled with rapture, dance and praise the Lord. If you are filled with rapture, let your voice be known. God will give you overwhelming and pure joy. The joy of the Lord is the strength of my life. The joy of the Lord is the strength of my life. The joy of the Lord is the strength of my life. And he gives me overwhelming and pure joy. If you are filled with rapture, let your songs abound. If you are filled with rapture, dance and praise the Lord. If you are filled with rapture, let your voice be
0: known. God will give you overwhelming and pure joy. Glory be to the Lord. We thank our Lord. Let us sing to the Lord as well the chorus. I come to pray.
1: 157. With prayer prayer, I come, come.
0: with prayer
2: I come, here before your sight, to tell you, O Lord, to tell you, O Lord, you're my soul's delight. With prayer I come with prayer i come to pour out my heart i love you my lord i need you my lord oh never depart i burst into songs i burst into songs your praises I sing I burst into tears I burst into tears of joy for my King with prayer I come with prayer I come with prayer i come here before your sight to tell you oh lord to tell you oh lord you're my soul's delight with prayer i come with prayer i come to into songs I burst into songs your praises I sing I burst into tears I burst into tears of joy for my King with prayer i come with prayer i come to pour out my heart i love you my lord i need you my lord oh
0: never depart glory be to the lord thank you brothers and sisters thank you Thank you. And as well, thank you all the brothers and sisters that are going to be watching in the video to different locations around the world, the different countries, where is the Church of God. A special greeting to you all and may the Lord bless you. And the blessing of the Lord has been for you all as well, all in the video as well. Thank you. Thank you. and May God bless you. Thank you.